Welcome to Charlie's Chills, where we unravel bone-chilling real haunted stories from around the world. I'm Charlie, your host, bringing you tales from the internet and our listeners that will haunt your dreams. Follow us on X, Threads, Instagram, and Facebook at Charlie Chills for your daily dose of spookiness. If you're creeped out and captivated, like, share, and subscribe, or follow, depending on your platform. And if you want to dive deeper into the shadows, contribute through buymayofcoffee.com slash charlieschills. All links in the description. Now, without further ado, let's dive into the world of Charlie's Chills. Two months had passed since my family and I relocated to Germany due to my stepfather's work. Although I was originally from Romania, my new surroundings held an eerie twist of fate that would soon consume my nights. One restless evening, plagued by exams and my persistent insomnia, I lay in bed staring at the oppressive darkness. Exhaustion and stress weighed heavy on my eyelids, and before I knew it, I had slipped into an uneasy slumber. What I awoke to sent shivers down my spine, a shadowy figure, cloaked in darkness, its chin propped on a hand that betrayed an eerie stillness. Its face remained hidden, yet the unmistakable presence of a male loomed large. Dread coursed through me, an instinctual urge to flee the room. But as I made my move, an invisible force pushed me back, imprisoning me on the bed. I tried to scream, yet silence gripped my voice, and my body lay paralyzed. Inexplicably, the shadowy figure drew nearer, its touch grazing my cheek. Desperation led me to pray fervently, my eyes squeezed shut. When I dared to reopen them, the figure had vanished into the darkness, but sleep had abandoned me for the night. The following day, sleep-deprived and worn, I mustered the courage to recount my unsettling encounter to my mother. Her response offered no solace, she dismissed it as nothing more than a nightmare, a simple trick of the mind. Fearing I might be overreacting, I sought solace on the internet, delving into the mysteries of REM sleep. I yearned to attribute it to the natural workings of my mind, pushing the bizarre incident aside. But destiny had other plans. A mere two or three days later, a similar scenario unfolded as I watched television, struggling once again to find sleep. A force beyond my control tugged at my bed, and an oppressive weight descended upon my chest, immobilizing me. Panic surged, but this time, I turned to prayer within my mind, and the oppressive force relinquished its grip. My feet dangled mere inches from the floor as I rose from the bed, trembling with fear. The surreal terror of the situation was impossible to deny. Regrettably, my mother remained disbelieving, leaving me to bear the weight of this inexplicable menace alone. The entity's touch persisted, even in the light of day, and its caresses grew increasingly intimate, filling me with dread. 
An unsettling curiosity led me to research stories of incubus and succubus encounters, although I failed to recall any sexual dreams. Turning to my grandmother, who possessed a profound knowledge of the supernatural, I shared my experiences. Unbeknownst to her, I concealed the disturbing nature of the entity's touches. Consulting her tarot cards, she assured me that this presence was a protective spirit, akin to a guardian angel. The shame of the entity's sexual advances kept me silent. Relief arrived in the form of a suggestion, basil leaves, it was said, could ward off negative entities. I fashioned a pendant, embedding the leaves within, and wore it without removing it, even tucking some beneath my pillow. A year passed without further incident, and I began to believe the ordeal had concluded. However, the malevolent presence lurked in the shadows, biding its time. I met a wonderful man and we fell deeply in love. He was unlike anyone I had ever known, kind and gentle. But when he asked me to be his girlfriend, the inexplicable darkness reared its head once more. Doubts festered within me, an unexplained discomfort surrounding our relationship. I couldn't discern the source of my apprehension. Then, the unwelcome touches returned, and I was left paralyzed with fear and uncertainty. It was as if the entity sought to drive a wedge between us. I agonized over my feelings, unable to decipher the reason behind my growing doubts. Recently, the entity's presence has become relentless. It lurks, watching, and it intensifies its advances, invading my dreams with sinister undertones. A disturbing dream involving my stepbrother suggested an eerie connection, something beyond mere nightmares. This malevolent spirit had assumed my stepbrother's voice, unsettling me further. I began to suspect that the entity had never truly left. When I stopped wearing my protective pendant, I would hear its voice and feel its touch. It seemed to sabotage my romantic relationships, leaving me isolated. Even when I argued with people, misfortune seemed to befall them. My mother's hospitalization was a grim testament to the entity's influence. The dreadful suspicion lingered, an incubus, capable of erasing memories of its nocturnal visits, held me in its sinister thrall. A close friend with a belief in the supernatural suggested we contact the spirit, perhaps through a Ouija board. Yet, I hesitated, fearing the potential consequences of such an ill-advised act. As I continue to grapple with this malevolent presence, I remain uncertain of my next steps. Moving to a new house had failed to deter it. The entity's motives remain shrouded in darkness, and I fear that it is determined to sever my relationship with the man I love. Faced with this enigmatic adversary, I find myself trapped in a relentless nightmare, unable to break free from its insidious grasp.
Ladies and gentlemen, we've just ventured into another eerie tale from the depths of the unknown. But fear not, there's more spine-tingling content coming your way after this short break. While we take a breather, remember to follow us on X, formerly Twitter, Threads, Instagram, and Facebook, at Charlie Shows, to stay updated on all things supernatural. If you've been enjoying these chilling stories, be sure to like, share, and subscribe, or follow, depending on your platform, so you never miss a heart-pounding episode. And for those brave souls who want to support our quest for the paranormal, consider contributing through buymeacoffee.com slash charlieschills. So, don't wander too far. We'll be back with more hair-raising tales, inexplicable encounters, and unsettling mysteries. Stay tuned, because Charlie's Chills returns in just a moment. Keep those lights on, my friends. The house where I spent my formative years was constructed by my dad in the year 1989. Nestled in a tranquil, family-oriented neighborhood in a quaint, old town in northern Germany, our home was meant to be a sanctuary. Little did we know, strange occurrences would begin even before the construction was complete. While my dad toiled away at the building site day after day, my mother stayed home with me and my siblings. One evening, as my dad was wrapping up his work for the night, a dark, enormous, and furry dog appeared out of nowhere. Its eyes gleamed with a mischievous glint, as if it were eager to play. Assuming it was a neighbor's pet, my dad engaged in a game of fetch with the mysterious dog before heading back home. From that night onward, the dog returned regularly to the construction site, but one evening, my mother joined my dad. To her astonishment, she couldn't see the dog, even though it sat right before my dad's eyes. He initially thought my mother was jesting, but the invisible dog was all too real to him. After the house was finally completed, the dog disappeared, but our tranquil abode soon became host to a series of eerie events. Books inexplicably toppled from their shelves, phantom footsteps echoed through the halls, a jam jar slid across the table right before our disbelieving eyes, no one was close enough to touch it, and objects vanished only to reappear in the most peculiar places. My bedroom was on the top floor, adjacent to my brother's room. There was something about his room that always unnerved me. It felt significantly colder than any other room in the house, and an uncanny sensation of being watched plagued me whenever I was near or within it. When I questioned my brother about any peculiar experiences in his room, he'd nonchalantly reply, I don't know, maybe. Then came the night that left me utterly terrified, perhaps the most chilling incident in our house. I was diligently working on my school homework, the hour growing late. As I sat there, struggling to concentrate, I heard the unmistakable strains of my brother playing his guitar from the other side of the wall. The music grew progressively louder, adopting an aggressive tone, and I rapped against the wall to signal my irritation at his intrusion. The music abruptly ceased, 
replaced by a knock from the other side, my brother's response. Resuming my homework, I was suddenly assaulted by the guitar's resurgence, this time more thunderous than before. Frustration boiling over, I pounded the wall with my fist, demanding he cease. Once again, the music abruptly ended, accompanied by a corresponding knock from the adjacent room. My patience at its limit, I stormed out of my room, stomping toward my brother's door with the intention of barging in and giving him a piece of my mind. However, when I arrived, I found the door firmly locked. Fuming, I descended the stairs to seek out my mother. Her response left me flabbergasted. She seemed genuinely surprised when I complained about my brother's guitar playing and door locking antics. She was certain he wasn't home that night, he was supposed to be at his girlfriend's house. I vehemently asserted that he was unmistakably in his room, with the door locked from the inside. My mother and I ascended the stairs, and together, we entered his room. An icy chill hung in the air, and the room was eerily empty. My brother was absent, and his guitar rested peacefully in its corner. Had he been there, we would have undoubtedly heard his departure while I was downstairs discussing the situation with my mother. He had spent the entire evening at his girlfriend's house. My parents continue to reside in that house, where peculiar events still occur. My siblings and I, when we visit, have also experienced these phenomena. However, whatever dwells within our home or beneath its foundations seems more mischievous than malevolent. My parents believe the ghost's message is simply, don't forget about me, I'm still here. It appears that I am the sole resident who remains truly unnerved by its presence, and the ghost seems to relish that knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen, we've just ventured into another eerie tale from the depths of the unknown. But fear not, there's more spine-tingling content coming your way after this short break. While we take a breather, remember to follow us on X, formerly Twitter, Threads, Instagram, and Facebook, at Charlie Shows, to stay updated on all things supernatural. If you've been enjoying these chilling stories, be sure to like, share, and subscribe, or follow, depending on your platform, so you never miss a heart-pounding episode. And for those brave souls who want to support our quest for the paranormal, consider contributing through buymeacoffee.com slash charlieschills. The eerie encounter I'm about to share didn't happen to me but to my grandfather back in 1944 or 1945. During those tumultuous days, he served in the German military in the waning years of World War II. 
His unit was stationed in eastern Germany, and as far as I can recall, it was a harsh winter, with the cold gnawing at their bones. In those desperate times, foreign soldiers like him often sought solace in drinking and smoking, trying to numb their senses while the enemy loomed on the horizon. It was in a German tavern that my grandfather first heard a spine-tingling tale about an old, forsaken noble estate, said to be haunted. Before I delve into the chilling details, let me provide some context. The estate had been abandoned long before the war, its origins lost in the mists of time. Although I can't pinpoint the region where this occurred, I know it was in eastern Germany. My grandfather, guided by his Catholic beliefs, believed that the haunting was a consequence of a regional practice where noble families intermarried with close relatives, even siblings. I hope that someone more knowledgeable about German geography might be able to identify the region or clarify if such practices were common in the countryside. The story unfolded when my grandfather and a fellow soldier, also stationed there, decided to investigate the haunted house. Fueled by boredom and perhaps a touch of liquid courage, they embarked on their eerie adventure, packing cigarettes, my grandfather was a heavy smoker back then, and bolstering their resolve. Rationing had limited their access to fuel, so they walked the distance, allowing the beer to dissipate along the way. When they finally reached the decrepit estate, it stood in ruin. Hailing from a family with military nobility roots, my grandfather couldn't quite identify the architectural style of its facade. It's a regret, for if he could, we might have a better chance of identifying the estate today. What he did note was the lack of pillaging, windows remained unbroken, doorknobs intact, and everything a peasant or even a daring Hungarian hussar might have taken, remained undisturbed after all those years. It struck him as peculiar. The house had a small stair leading to the front door, and he distinctly remembered the creaking of the wood being tolerable. He entered, noting that someone had forced the front door open previously, making their entry easier. Once inside, they found themselves in a small hall, where objects lay in disarray. Austrian plates, antique weaponry, and other items filled the space. From there, they proceeded to a living room adorned with a fireplace. The fireplace and more plates, along with cutlery and chairs, dominated the room. My grandfather settled into one of the chairs, awaiting the paranormal phenomena that, as the local peasants had informed him, only transpired at the stroke of midnight. As they chatted and contemplated their decision, they nearly abandoned their quest. It was when they heard a rasping sound emanating from the fireplace that they were jolted to attention. A plate began moving of its own accord, setting the stage for a sequence of supernatural occurrences. Objects levitated before their very eyes, footsteps echoed through the room, and an overwhelming aura of malevolence enveloped them. My grandfather recalled that the chair he had occupied ascended into the air, while objects, some of them substantial pieces of furniture, hurled themselves with astonishing force. While most were not overly heavy, their velocity made them perilous projectiles. In the grip of abject terror, 
my grandfather and his companion fled, their fear rendering them incapable of rational thought. My grandfather's panicked flight led him outside, where he cowered near the stairs, consumed by dread. He had no concept of how much time had elapsed when he realized his friend remained inside the accursed house. Summoning every ounce of courage, he re-entered to find the room strewn with scattered objects and his friend curled into a fetal position, shivering in silence in one corner. Hastily, he retrieved his comrade and together, they fled the house in terror, racing back to town. The aftermath of this nightmarish experience left its indelible mark. My grandfather's friend began to sprout white hair, and the cumulative stress of the encounter and the ongoing war visibly aged him. Eventually, he immigrated to the United States with his family, severing ties with my grandfather's family. They never reunited. That's the tale, a haunting legacy of a war-torn era. Ladies and gentlemen, we've just ventured into another eerie tale from the depths of the unknown. But fear not, there's more spine-tingling content coming your way after this short break. While we take a breather, remember to follow us on X, formerly Twitter, Threads, Instagram, and Facebook, at Charlie Shields, to stay updated on all things supernatural. If you've been enjoying these chilling stories, be sure to like, share, and subscribe, or follow, depending on your platform, so you never miss a heart-pounding episode. And for those brave souls who want to support our quest for the paranormal, consider contributing through buymeacoffee.com slash charlieschills. So, don't wander too far. We'll be back with more hair-raising tales, inexplicable encounters, and unsettling mysteries. Stay tuned, because Charlie's Chills returns in just a moment. Keep those lights on, my friends. In 2017, my mom, dad, and I embarked on a journey to a family gathering in Graumuritz, a quaint German coastal town nestled by the Baltic Sea. Our destination was the ancestral home, a place with a storied history that stretched back to the early 20th century, built by my grand-grandparents. The peculiar events of my tale unfolded from the very beginning of our trip. Upon our arrival at the ancestral house, everything appeared perfectly ordinary. We were there to pay our respects and exchange greetings, and so we entered through the welcoming kitchen door. It was in that moment that I began to experience an unusual sensation, an incessant ringing in my ears, akin to tinnitus but more subdued. I had never encountered such a phenomenon before. Oddly, I didn't interpret it as a foreboding sign. Yet, as I ventured further into the house, the sound escalated in intensity. The crescendo of the disquieting noise reached its peak when I entered one of the bedrooms. 
To access a smaller adjoining room where my mother's cousin changed her attire, I had to pass through it. Inside that smaller room, the sound became so deafening that I was compelled to hastily exit. The distance to the kitchen was but a mere three meters, yet as I retraced my steps, the auditory disturbance gradually abetted, finally ceasing altogether when I exited the house. Even then, I remained blissfully unaware of the significance of this occurrence. We proceeded with the family gathering, spending the night in the adjacent guest house, a more modern structure next to the ancestral home. Throughout our stay, all seemed perfectly normal, and it wasn't until my return to my own home that things took an eerie turn. I lived alone in a modest flat, accompanied only by my cat. The separation from my ex-boyfriend had occurred half a year prior, during which he retained custody of two of our three cats and our dog, which, as you'll discover, is pivotal to this story. From that day onward, my nights were plagued by restless sleep. It wasn't an increase in nightmares, but rather a peculiar absence of sound slumber. One fateful day, approximately three to four weeks after the family gathering, I found myself temporarily caring for the dog. I was in my bedroom, where my PC and desk were stationed. The dog lay beside me on the bed, when suddenly, he began to growl menacingly into the shadows of the room. His gaze fixated on an unseen presence at the room's apex. I couldn't perceive anything, yet his growls persisted, casting an unsettling pall over the room. This was the genesis of my persistent feeling of being surveilled within the confines of my own bedroom. Around the same time, my cat fell ill. Typically, during my depressive phases, my cat mirrored my emotional turmoil by excessive self-scratching, leading to hair loss and bleeding. However, this time, it was far more severe. He usually slept beside me on his designated pillow, cuddling throughout the night. But suddenly, he refused to stay in the bed. More distressingly, he refused to even enter the bedroom. Each time I carried him into the room, he promptly fled, staring back at me from the threshold. His relentless scratching left a trail of bloodstains wherever he ventured. My sensation of being watched deepened, and I relocated to the living room, barricading the bedroom door and removing my PC. As time passed, my depressive state intensified, and my cat sought refuge in the bathroom, where he would spend the entire day. Although I never witnessed any tangible entity, an unshakable presence lurked, suffusing the atmosphere with malevolence, exacerbating my despair, and further deteriorating my cat's well-being. Then, abruptly, it ceased. My ex-boyfriend moved in with his now fiancé, who was allergic to animals, and I regained custody of my other two cats. I harbored no resentment, they were too much for me at that juncture, and I was allowed to visit them whenever I pleased. Among these cats, there was a petite, enigmatic black female. She was no ordinary feline. Upon their arrival, she darted into the bedroom and remained there for an entire day and night. Remarkably, from that moment onward, I was able to reclaim my bedroom for peaceful slumber. The pervasive sense of being observed lifted, and my cat's health rebounded. 
The dog's behavior normalized during his visits to my home. I am convinced that my black cat, with her unique qualities, exorcised whatever malevolent force had been haunting me. Incidentally, there are other non-paranormal anecdotes involving this exceptional feline, underscoring her extraordinary nature. As for the backstory, upon discussing these events with my mother, she revealed that the room where the auditory disturbance was most intense had been my grand-grandmother's abode during her final years, culminating in her passing. She endured much suffering during that period. I don't believe she was the malevolent presence that shadowed me, but rather, I suspect that an entity, drawn to the house's aura of anguish and death, took notice of my own emotional distress and chose to accompany me. I can't say for certain, but what unfolded undoubtedly bore the hallmarks of the paranormal. Ladies and gentlemen, we've just ventured into another eerie tale from the depths of the unknown. But fear not, there's more spine-tingling content coming your way after this short break. While we take a breather, remember to follow us on X, formerly Twitter, Threads, Instagram, and Facebook, at Charlie Shields, to stay updated on all things supernatural. If you've been enjoying these chilling stories, be sure to like, share, and subscribe, or follow, depending on your platform, so you never miss a heart-pounding episode. And for those brave souls who want to support our quest for the paranormal, consider contributing through buymeacoffee.com slash charlieschills. So, don't wander too far. We'll be back with more hair-raising tales, inexplicable encounters, and unsettling mysteries. Stay tuned, because Charlie's Chills returns in just a moment. Keep those lights on, my friends. In early 2016, my girlfriend and I decided to move in together. Initially, everything seemed perfect, but it didn't take long for the eerie to creep in. In our first apartment, my girlfriend began to exhibit peculiar behavior, particularly during our sleep. She confided in me, sharing her unsettling sensation of a presence near her while she slept. On one chilling night, she even woke me with desperate cries and a frantic shaking of my arm. Her face was etched with fear as she recounted hearing three ominous scratches near her face on our leather bed in the dead of night. I attempted to reassure her, dismissing her experiences as mere dreams, urging her not to be afraid. However, over time, I began to experience similar sensations. A haunting feeling, as if something shared our bedchamber during the night, but I stubbornly refused to acknowledge it. I convinced myself that my girlfriend's thoughts had manipulated me, and I kept my own feelings hidden, not wanting to add to her distress. A year passed, and we were forced to move to a new apartment. Initially, our nights were peaceful, and we slept soundly. It was but a fleeting respite. 
Before long, the eerie presence returned, and then, a pivotal incident occurred involving my girlfriend. Once again, she startled me awake, her eyes filled with terror and her voice trembling. She cried out my name repeatedly, recounting a chilling encounter with a shadowy figure that stood ominously at our bedroom door, even claiming that it had thrown something at her. My heart raced as all of this felt undeniably real. Following that night, the atmosphere in our bedroom grew increasingly oppressive. It was as if an unseen weight pressed upon our chests, not suffocating, but indescribably discomforting. We woke up multiple times each night, and I began to perceive sinister black shadows lurking in every corner of the room, shadows that my girlfriend apparently did not see. Still, I kept my own beliefs hidden from her, not wanting to exacerbate her fear. After the major incident, we swapped sides of the bed, hoping it might alleviate her sleep disturbances. Another year passed, marked by restless nights. Then, one fateful night, I experienced something larger than anything before. I awoke in sheer terror, the echoes of three deafening scratches near my face on the leather bed reverberating through my mind. My heart raced uncontrollably, and the weight on my chest felt more suffocating than ever. I hesitated to look around, but curiosity compelled me. Slowly, I turned my gaze toward the foot of the bed. I couldn't deny what I saw, a shadowy figure, resembling a girl, standing there. It was no figment of my imagination, she was there, unmoving, for what felt like an agonizing two minutes. I was paralyzed with fear, unsure of how to react. Eventually, I sat up, my breathing labored, and reached out towards her, but she remained, an eerie presence that felt straight out of a horror film. My girlfriend stirred, awakened by my heavy breathing. She glanced my way briefly, seemingly unaware of the spectral visitor. In a rush of fear, I directed the shadowy figure to leave our apartment, repeatedly uttering my plea. It felt as though something was shifting. Upon her return from the bathroom, my girlfriend found me acting strangely but attributed it to a bad dream. Somehow, I managed to fall asleep after a few anxious minutes. Two weeks later, my girlfriend surprised me during a late-night conversation in our bed. She declared, there's nothing here anymore. I felt the same, though I was somewhat taken aback by her statement, only now truly realizing that our eerie ordeal had come to an end. It was then that I finally confessed, revealing that I had experienced similar sensations throughout the entire ordeal and detailing my own chilling encounter with the shadowy presence. I admitted that I had also implored her to depart. Ladies and gentlemen, we've just ventured into another eerie tale from the depths of the unknown. But fear not, there's more spine-tingling content coming your way after this short break. While we take a breather, remember to follow us on X, 
formerly Twitter, Threads, Instagram, and Facebook, at Charlie Shields, to stay updated on all things supernatural. If you've been enjoying these chilling stories, be sure to like, share, and subscribe, or follow, depending on your platform, so you never miss a heart-pounding episode. And for those brave souls who want to support our quest for the paranormal, consider contributing through buymeacoffee.com slash charlieschills. So, don't wander too far. We'll be back with more hair-raising tales, inexplicable encounters, and unsettling mysteries. Stay tuned, because Charlie's Chills returns in just a moment. Keep those lights on, my friends. One eerie night, I was sound asleep, yet it felt as if I were adrift on a vast, endless ocean, trapped between the realms of slumber and wakefulness. A disconcerting sense of disconnection hung in the air. Above me, a foreboding, dark cloud of smoke swirled, creeping inexorably toward the ceiling. Meanwhile, shadowy figures darted about so swiftly that my eyes struggled to keep pace with their mysterious dance. My fatigue was overwhelming, and the struggle to keep my eyes open grew increasingly arduous. It was as though an unseen force was coercing me into a deep slumber. A gnawing premonition whispered that surrendering to sleep would bring about my demise. So, I mustered every ounce of my willpower to remain awake. The yearning to splash my face with cold water for a jolt of wakefulness was intense, yet I found myself immobilized, as if an ominous weight rested upon my chest, constricting me and kindling a fiery heartburn. This nightmare bore a resemblance to sleep paralysis, but I retained the ability to speak and move, albeit with great difficulty. Desperately, I flailed my legs and thrashed my arms in a futile attempt to resist. Then, amidst the cacophony of shadowy whispers that beckoned me to surrender, a single voice pierced through the darkness, resonating louder than the rest, Get up. It's not your time. To my astonishment, it was unmistakably the voice of my grandmother, who had passed away a decade ago. The shock jolted me awake, and I felt myself descending, plummeting back into my corporeal form. Above me, the shadows continued to move frenetically, while a radiant sphere of light streaked toward them, bursting with a brilliance that rivaled the darkest void. It was as if a cosmic battle waged between forces of light and darkness. When I finally awoke, the ominous smoke and shadowy figures had vanished, yet an unsettling pressure and lingering heartburn persisted. The following day, while engrossed in reading within the confines of my room, an unsettling chill swept over me, accompanied by an overwhelming sense of dread and that all-too-familiar heartburn. My gaze was drawn inexorably toward the window, where I discerned the silhouette of a menacing figure concealed behind the curtains. Fear seized me, compelling me to avert my eyes, but I couldn't escape the sensation that it yearned for my attention. The phantom presence began toying with my curtains, moving them from left to right, as if taunting me. Summoning every ounce of courage, I dared to speak, 
who are you, and what do you want? An eerie stillness enveloped the room, yet the enigmatic entity persisted, lurking, and observing. Struggling to ignore this malevolent force, I watched as it continued its relentless assault on my curtains, as though it were determined to reveal itself to me. In a bid to confront the otherworldly menace, I ignited a cluster of candles and embarked on a frantic search for prayers to ward off malevolent spirits. As I fervently invoked these incantations, the flames of the candles quivered and danced erratically, imbued with an unmistakable aura of fury. Nevertheless, I persisted in my prayers, determined to banish the sinister presence that loomed. To my dismay, the entity extinguished two of the candles, defying my resolve. It took an agonizing three hours of unceasing prayer to finally force it to retreat, or perhaps it fled of its own accord, vanishing with the coming of dawn, as the first rays of sunlight pierced through my window. As we wrap up another spine-tingling episode of Charlie's Chills, thank you, fearless listeners, for joining our eerie exploration. Keep the chills alive by following us on X, Threads, Instagram, and Facebook at Charlie Chills. Like, share, subscribe, or follow, and stay connected. For those who dare to venture further, consider contributing through buymeacoffee.com slash charlieschills. Your support fuels our haunting tales. Find all the links in the description. Stay haunted, stay curious, and stay tuned for more chilling stories. This is Charlie, signing off. Thank you.